I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we'll be talking about a movie that, for me, is groundbreaking. It's called Jane and Emma. And joining us in studio is a producer and story writer, Zandra Rains. Thank you so much for being here, Zandra. You actually live out of state, right? I do. Right. So this is a lot of trekking for you, but you didn't walk. <laughs> Happy like... to be here. All right. But did you did not walk, did not push a handcart. All right. But we're going to talk a little bit about, in fact, quite a bit about the influence you had in the movie Jane and Emma, which is quite stunning. We're so lucky, too, in studio with us is a screenwriter, uh, Melissa Larson. Do you like to use the entire name, Melissa Leilani Larson? Yes, please. Okay, I got it for you right there. You, How long ago did you join the project? Um, roughly two and a half years, February of 2016. And how did you first hear about it? Um, I had um, a lunch meeting with Arthur Van Wagenen and Chantal Squires, and Chantal is the director on the project. Mm -hmm. Had you been familiar with the story of Jane Manning? I was familiar with the story of Jane. I was not familiar with the fact that she was such good friends with Emma Smith. And and that, that this friendship is what is played in such deep detail in the movie Jane and Emma. So I was reading, a lot of people are talking about how this is a movie about two women. This is a movie about bigotry. This is a movie about faith. This, this, there's so much in this, and yet it feels to me, and you're going to correct me, Zandra, it feels like the movie really is covering almost just a 24-hour period of time with some flashbacks. Is that about right? That's absolutely right. That was actually the brainchild of Melissa because we, um, it's an independent film. We didn't have the budget to make a biopic, and so we had to figure out how were we going to cover vast amount of life in a short amount of time. So... Um, it's 24 hours, but we cover all of that. And I think that's what's incredible is that it's 1843 and 1844, and these women are successfully tackling some of the things that we still struggle to do in 2018. And so figuring out why they were able to do that and um, how they were able to do that and getting inspired to do it ourselves was such a big part of why I love this project. Except, can I say this, that Zandra, your role, you and Tamu Smith, years ago created Sisters in Zion. Mm -hmm. And to me, as you spoke out and told the story of your own experiences as black members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it feels to me that some of these things that were happening in history are things that you've been talking about and traveling about and writing about for years. So, so this is part your part of your personal experience as well. Yeah, definitely the lived experiences of Black Latter Day Saints, real life lived experiences, definitely in this film. And I think that, um, you know, for me, Jane and Emma was actually one of those things that Tamu said to get me to be a little bit more positive. I was having a moment where I said, I don't know if in the church women can really. Um, be friends with each other. And Tamu said, you mean that we're really friendly, but we're not actually friends. And I said, yeah, I don't think that, I don't know if we can really 
cross over and be vulnerable and real enough with each other to be friends? Like, where would we how how would we even know that we can do that? And she said, what about Jane and Emma? And that started us on this path of researching their friendship. And then we became inspired and started presenting it. And when um, we got an opportunity to think about a film to make, um, it kind of just rolled right right into wanting to inspire people to continue what they were able to do. I'm going to think about that for a minute, the difference between being friends and friendly. And to me, one of the key words would be authenticity, to be able to be fully honest and fully yourself and accept it. And you're nodding your head too, Melissa. Yes, yes. yes. It's, it's, um, authenticity is something that was really important to me on this project. And that's why I was really glad to be able to work with Sandra and Temu on this because um, I knew what I was bringing to the table as a storyteller, but I also knew I'm not a black woman. I'm an Asian American woman. And so I can empathize with this experience, but I, I haven't had it. And so authenticity and honesty are really important to the story. And I think, I think what makes it successful. I want to talk more about that because it's we, we're weaving that in to the, the movie Jane and Emma. But I wanted to go back a bit. The very first time I read about Jane Manning was when I knew Darius Gray when he worked at BYU. And, and he wrote a book, co-wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And I started reading and learning about Isaac and Jane. And then I worked on BYU's campus and I happened to see the production I Am Jane, a play which then stayed with me. So for me in my adult life, in my little arc, Jane has been an echo that comes back, like Mm -hmm. a story, a voice, um, a woman who needs to be recognized and whose story needs to be told. But yet your decision to make this story told about Jane Manning, um, introducing the friendship with Emma, tell Mm -hmm. me more about that because it sounds like it was a great conversation between you and Temu. It was. It was a heated conversation because she's more of the optimist and I'm more of the pessimist. Tamu says I'm a realist, but I just, um, I think sometimes it's hard for women. We get told that we can do something, but if you don't have representation and you don't see it happening, it's just, it's just an imaginary something in your head. And so, um, I really appreciated that she brought something tangible by sending us on this journey of looking at two real women achieving this. And when we, you know, started delving into the research and we are looking like this is slavery, this is pre-Civil War, this is um, before women can vote, this is uh, under religious persecution. And we look at all the things that they're facing And somehow they carved out a friendship that society would say these two women shouldn't even be in the same room. They don't have the same status, let alone crossing the type of boundaries and barriers that let them be more than just friendly with each other, but be friends. So, I mean, for me, having a tangible something to to look at was important and also knowing that we weren't reinventing the wheel. This is who we always have been as a people. We just need to pick up this mantle and carry on. They showed us this at the very beginning, and the story got covered up. And, um, you know, I know that Mel is passionate about telling untold stories, and this was one of those stories that just was untold, and, and it needed to be uncovered so that all of the beauty in it could 
do something today. So you were the trusted writer. And I do want to congratulate one of one of the um, articles I was reading was talking about the influence of women in this movie. Fifty percent of those involved in the creation from the beginning to the end are women. And that is important because this is a women's story. And just because we're 50% of the population in the world. So this is almost, to me, you hit an ideal as you were reaching to tell this story. So I'm hearing from Zandra, Melissa, Leilani Larson, that you were selected in particular because of your writing a trusted pen to tell the story authentically. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell me a bit about that, what you were looking to do as you were writing about Jane and Emma. Well, um, it's it's been a really interesting project because I um, I was really excited to tell Jane's story because as Andrew was saying it's an untold story and it's really important I mean Jane should be a household name among Latter Day Saints I mean simple as that and uh, and the thing is that Emma is kind of in the same boat with Jane in that we we seem to know her name but we don't really know her and we don't really appreciate her story and sometimes I feel like we talk about Emma as an extension of Joseph and not as an individual person. And she's a really interesting, fascinating woman. And at the same time, she's really intimidating. She's kind of have, she has become kind of an iconic figure in our culture. And so the really great thing um, for me on this project was really exciting to me is, is I try to write really good roles for women. I mean, all of my plays, I think the one exception is, is the film Freetown, which has got, it's a, it's a car full of guys. And that's the only thing I've done that doesn't have a female protagonist. And, uh, and it was really great to to look at Jane and to put her at the forefront and say, this is a story we should know. And then because she was at the forefront, to explore this friendship between her and Emma, get to know Emma from a different side, and to really um, apply that honesty and authenticity to Emma as a figure, and to um, to really look at her as a real woman and let her let her um, be her own person aside from Joseph. Is that why you chose the timing? Uh, because the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was lucky enough to see the movie. And the first 10 minutes of the movie, Danielle Deadweiler, who plays the role of Jane, is so, uh, it, it actually makes me a little teary-eyed. She's so real, so full of grit and emotion and strength and fear. And I could just list these emotions that I was just swept as she is walking hundreds of miles on her own during a time when people were trying to capture slaves, when there were no ways for her to guarantee her safety. And she's walking to Nauvoo because of her faith. And then the door is open, as you brought up, Sandra, during a time period when it would have been unheard of to have them open that front door and be welcomed into the Smith's living room. That was just so powerful for me to, to do that. Did you place Emma and Jane that the movie in the 24 hours after the death of Joseph Smith, because that allowed you to put the focus on these two women where Joseph is, as we talk about icons and putting people on pedestals, which to me as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has caused all kinds of problems. And yet history has always been told that way, putting people on pedestals. So when you when you step them off the pedestal and you make them real, then we can identify with them. We can also forgive them mm-hmm. uh, if, if needs be, right? So did right. you choose that period of time? Because that allowed the focus to be on both Jane and Emma. Yes, that's exactly right. Because we wanted to tell Jane's story and we wanted to demonstrate Jane's friendship with Emma. And for me, on a, on a purely dramatic level, I mean, because I wanted, 
I mean, as much as Jane's story needed to be told, I also wanted this to be as good a movie as it could possibly be. And, and we wanted it to be, um, we wanted to, uh, to give them, to give these two women a situation where the friendship is put on full display, which means ups and downs, which means it's both good and bad. Um, it's, they're put through the ringer over the course of this night. And, and, and it's about whether or not the friendship is going to make it, whether or not it's going to get stronger, whether or not, um, they both come away with a better understanding of each other. And looking at it on this, the course of this night, um, after Joseph's death, where Joseph is in the room, his body is on the table. Both of them, um, are at a turning point in their lives. And, uh, and it's the stakes are just incredibly high. And drama, good drama is putting people in situations where they have to make choices. And there's no going back. And I feel like this was a really good way to frame this particular story. They both have to make crazy hard choices. And I mean, you know, maybe I'm a little statistic. I like to watch that. Well, go ahead. Sam. I, I love that this allows us to see Joseph Smith in a different light as well, because Joseph Smith's purpose in this film is how he intersected the, this friendship. So he's not in the movie because... Um, you can't make a movie if, about, you know, the LDS faith, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints faith about um, without having him in it. He's in the movie because he intersected that friendship and the, and he had he had real moments where his presence was a part of them developing their re- relationship. And what what's interesting about that is everyone has, um, especially if you're a member of the LDS church, you Everyone has their idea of what they want Joseph to be and what is the right Joseph and the wrong Joseph. But this is Joseph through real women's eyes. This is what Emma thought of her husband in 1843 and 1844. This is what Jane thought of Joseph in 1843 and 1844. So it's a different Joseph because this is the Joseph of their narrative. This is the Joseph from the histories of them that we're pulling from. Um, and it's not going to be um, the same Joseph that people have always seen because it's the Joseph they talked about. And it invites us to understand or be empathetic to how Emma might have felt Absolutely. in sharing him, not only with members of the church, but wives, multiple wives. And in this one moment, and I'm not going to give you know too much more away because everybody needs to see this. And, and I think that's what I shared on social is that we, in my opinion, only become full human beings when we hear the stories and the voices of others around us, to listen to their different perspectives, to pick up their different histories, that isolated, we do not develop into the few full human beings that we are. So to me, this is a story that goes well beyond Mm -hmm. the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is an opportunity for me to understand how Jane, or pardon me, how Emma might have felt that her husband's life was taken in his service, in his role, Mm -hmm. because of his role as a leader. So there's those, uh, to me, I mean, you were writing that. Was I picking that up? Okay, Melissa? Oh, yes. Yes. Her, oh, grief yeah, is on dis- her grief is on display. And that, that's something we don't see a lot in our culture. Um, grief uh, being on display. We're sometimes stoic and, um, and we hide that. And we look to the eternities and, 
you know, we know what's coming in the future. And so we don't have to be sad and have to be <laughs> um, as expressive. But the truth is people grieve and, and you see that. And I love that it also allows us to see how much of um, Emma could have influenced Joseph. Because in real life, if we look at the words of the prophet Joseph Smith at the beginning of his work in the church, and then we look at it closer to his martyrdom, his words about race in society and in the ch- in the church change. And as he um, develops and as he has friendships and it, it's it's different. And the things that we know about Emma through um, our research is that Emma actually had a black uncle. She had a sister. Um, her father's sister married a free black man and caused a big to-do. And the pastor that married them actually lost his uh, church and congregation because of it. Um, and so uh, Emma later in her life, even after Joseph Smith died, took in black children. And there's in her children's journals, they talk about some of the children that lived in their home. So this is who she was. And so because of who she was and how open she was, I think we see that impact uh, Joseph Smith in his that influence of openness um, impact his life as well. And there are a few very, well, not I'm going to say a few, there are many, but there's scenes I am thinking of right now where he um, educates, informs, advocates, mm-hmm. corrects mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the bigotry that uh, the Manning family and um, there's some a few other last names that I should get right in, in uh, Jane Manning's family who has come uh, to town, but corrects misconceptions mm-hmm. about uh, those black members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and says they are equal in every way. And that, as you said, is the arc. That's right. Of, of him before he passes away. I want to talk some more about Jane because uh, this movie, as we talked about, it is about the sisters and, pardon me, the friendship. And yes, Emma saw it as a sisterhood and wanted to continue that. Um, Jane is an independent woman, even though she's deeply connected to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you see that strength throughout. As you were trying to write, tell me about some of the scenes that you felt like were so important for you to capture to show Jane's tenacity and her grit. Oh, that's just about, it's just about everything. It's all of it. Yeah, she's someone that I look at and go, wow, look at what she did with her life. And I'm like thinking about what's for dinner. And uh, it's, you know, I, I just can't even I can't even comprehend what she was able to do with her life and with her faith. I mean, she's got incredible grit and she just, um, I feel like she was just such a, she was just such a doer. She was like, okay, well, this is what I need to do and I'm going to go do it. And so if I were to think about um, some of my favorite moments that demonstrate that, um, one of my favorite favorites is uh, in a scene where, uh, where Jane first comes to stay at the mansion house, at the hotel with Emma and Joseph um, and it's it's a scene, it's a story taken right out of Jane's autobiography, um, and some of the dialogue is taken right out of her history, and uh, and um, she is uh, she's a little distressed because she uh, liked well I think she liked clothes she's a bit of a clothes horse, and um, she lost a trunk of clothes on the journey from Buffalo to Nauvoo, and um, and Emma suggests that they uh, you know hire a seamstress to help her make new clothes, and she says oh I could do it myself. Hmm. Mama says I'm vain. 
And it's one of my favorite moments in the show because it uses a little bit of humor to just say this is a woman who you can't say no to her. She's going to get she's going to get it done. And and yet that the the part about her vanity or and clothing, you know, my mom grew up very 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 poor. So dirt floors and sometimes all she had of her own was the clothes. And so it had much more, it represented much more mm-hmm. than that. We're, here we are, the premiere of Jane and Emma. After two and a half years of filmmaking, Zandra, and years of dreaming and putting it together, what, how significant is this movie for you personally, the, the person's working on being optimistic? I think it's... Um... It's pivotal for us. You know, at the end of the day, what every person wants to know is, do I belong and do I belong um, as in the me that I am in this very moment? Do I have to change for people to accept me? And so much of the time, you know, we say to each other, let's find our similarities and then our differences will be too divisive. So let's not talk about them. But sometimes the differences are who we are. And so, you know, for Jane and Emma, what they did for one another was they unified inclusive of their differences. Jane didn't have to be someone different for Emma to love her. Emma didn't have to be someone different for Jane to love her. And I think that's what the world needs right now. We want to know, are you going to be my friend only when I don't make you uncomfortable, only when... I think like you or I am like you. We want to know, is it possible for us to be friends inclusive of our differences? And can those differences be celebrated? And so it's I think that the timing is ripe for for that to happen. You know, for me personally, I want, you know, of course, I know how to speak um, American standard English, but I also want to be able to speak Ebonics and know that. Um, it's a part of me that is allowed and accepted in my circles and I don't have I can let loose and be myself and still be belong. And yet what's so fascinating to me is um, I don't consider myself a stalker. Uh, I consider myself um, a learner. Um, but when you share Facebook lives about struggles that you have had as either a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or a mother or American, I'm seeing thousands and thousands of others watching those videos and listening and learning to your raw emotions. And so I'm not going to draw a parallel and put you on a pedestal, but I'm going to say sometimes it can be quite heavy to be a a point where people are are drawing attention, Mm -hmm. but you, to me... Um, allow us to unzip some of that outer wearing and teach us because it's been taught to us, the stoicism, especially the influence of the immigrants that came in from Denmark mm-hmm. and Wales. I mean, that mm-hmm. culture, my, I'm from a Latina culture. We, we do it different, right? But but that culture is was about stoicism. And then you lay on top of that Protestantism. And then you lay on top of that, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its teachings. And then you get a blend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we're only now incorporating so many different cultures and, and personalities. So to me, um, it's not easy, but I wanted to thank you and Tamu for being sisters in Zion, for telling uncomfortable truths, for sharing very personal experiences, for being inspirations behind a movie like Jane and Emma, because it would not 
have come to the screen without uh, thank that journey. You. And I think that's one of the things that I know Mel and I believe that impacted the writing process for the good is that you're not seeing a story that was only the pieces that we could agree on or only the pieces that we all understood. You're seeing a story that has all of the pieces inclusive of our differences and our different perspectives. And you were trying to write that in. In fact, there's a time, there's an about face when Jane calls Emma out, right? Oh, yes. And that was important. It was very important. Did you guys have a big discussion about how that call out was going to go? Oh, so many discussions. I had a lot of, lot of discussions um, between kind of the team and, and involving um, Chantel. And I, I'm an old school theater geek and I have a dramaturg who helps me and um, yeah, there were a lot of discussions because we said this is really important. It's really important when you're showing a friendship. It can't. It's not all rainbows and daisies. Um, it has to be. It has to. We also have to have some moments where things are hard. And both of them have things that they are not willing to tell each other that they both figure out over the course of this night. And it was really important for that to build up and build up and then burst. And, and may I say, as just a moviegoer, that the suspense in that 24 hours. When they're walking around a darkened house with a candlelight, and I'm thinking the mobs are going to come through, Whew. and yet the vulnerability that that represents overall for black members of the Church of Jesus Christ, for people who were whose homes had been burned before they'd come to Nauvoo, there's a, there's always a time in our lives. In fact, Danielle uh, Deadweiler had talked about how this story. Um, is a story that all of us can 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 learn from about the hardships and pushing through them, even when you're you know I can't paraphrase her, but that this is something we all work through, and and I just think that that I wanted to not only give a shout out to I'm a huge fan now of Danielle Deadweiler who Isn't plays she amazing. She's oh amazing. man, yeah. I'm gonna get a poster. She's just mm-hmm. fantastic. Is it Emily Goss? Emily Goss. She plays Emma. the role of Emma. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph Smith is played by Brad Schmidt. Brad Schmidt, yes. Okay. I did some homework because they were so fantastic. But I am also just wanted to congratulate you, Melissa Leilani Larson. I mean, you're writing in the 1840s uh, language. And there are just a few times that are just hilarious, you know, between Isaac and Jane. I'm not going to mention that one, but I just brought up some laps on uh, laughs for me. But thank you for putting your pen to this story. And if you have not seen the movie Jane and Emma, this is the time. This is the moment. Because when you buy tickets, when you go see this movie, you're saying, I care about the voices in history. I care about the work of women in film. I care about women in general. I care about the world we're in because there is so much we can all pull out of it. So I Zan- care about everyone else out there because unless it does well in Utah, it doesn't go to other cities. Yeah. So we need to do we well need, here. We need Utah to like we're so many people are counting on Utahns to go out and support this movie because everyone looks at the numbers and they say, how did it do in the Mormon Mecca? And if it didn't do great, we don't get it anywhere else. I've been seeing posts in San Diego, all the way through Idaho and Arizona going, you guys in Utah, you better buy these tickets. We We want it. The movie is Jane and Emma. The website where you can get more information is janeandemma.com. janeandemmamovie.com. Thank you. janeandemmamovie.com. I had no problem finding local theaters that were playing this. Just Google it, get there. And thank you again. And will you on my behalf, please thank every 
every member of your producing and writing and acting team for creating such an incredible story and putting it on film. Jane and Emma, thank you again, Xander Vrains and Melissa Leilani Larson for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank Thank you. you.